This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it <clears throat> a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Coming up on today's show, Queen Elizabeth II laid to rest. We'll speak with an Edmontonian who was in the crowd, the front row seat for history. What's going on with the price of gas in Alberta? It's all over the place. A big war going on in Red Deer. Dan McTague will walk us through all of it. And it was inevitable with the high cost of living, especially around the price of food. Food banks really feeling the pressure in Alberta. We're going to actually chat now with somebody who was there witnessing this history firsthand this morning. Ireland Murray is from Edmonton, just moved to the UK a couple of weeks ago. She's a teacher, and she was there taking part, or at least witnessing, uh, what happened there today. Ireland, thanks so much for your time. I appreciate you joining us. Hi, how are you? Excellent, excellent. Okay, so tell us, first of all, where were you this morning, and what time did you get there? Um, So we got there this morning around 10. We were right across from Hyde Park, so we didn't actually see the whole procession with everybody, but we did see the Queen drive by on her way to Windsor. Okay, gotcha. Uh, what was that experience like when, I imagine, it, the mood was one thing before it all got started, and then once you actually saw the procession, things changed? Just just tell us how the morning went. Yeah, so we got there, and everyone was pretty chatty, lively. There was thousands of people there already lining up the street, um, but everyone was chatting with each other, and then once the funeral started, everyone started live-streaming it on their phones, um, and then Hyde Park also had big speakers up through the park, so you could hear it that way as well. And it was pretty quiet as people were listening, and um, you could hear the bagpipes and the music. And then once the Queen was uh, being driven past us, everyone phones were out, everyone filmed it, and it was pretty surreal to be a part of that. How many, I mean, there's no way of knowing, but the crowd that you were in, was it just a sea of people? Oh, so many people. It was body to body and then trying to get out because so many streets were closed. It actually took us longer to get out than anything because of how many bodies there were and the underground was shut down. So I've never seen so many people in one spot before. Would it be fair to say like London for a few hours at least this morning, ground to a halt, like you say, the underground wasn't operating and just crowds and crowds of people. What was it like in London as this all unfolded? Very busy, uh, very sad. It's pretty incredible to see the impact that Queen Elizabeth had, especially on the people here and how connected they felt to Queen Elizabeth. And during, they did a two minutes of silence and I thought there was no way this whole crowd of people was going to be, be silent, but you, you could have heard a pin drop. It was so quiet and all the way down the street. Um, you're from Edmonton. You've only been in the UK mm-hmm. for a couple of weeks. Why did you feel this was something that you wanted to take part in? Because uh, I feel like it's history and kind of in the making and being part of this big historical moment felt really special. And um, even people in London have been saying this is a, a once-in-a-lifetime experience, especially with Queen Elizabeth as she reigned for 70 years. And it's 
it truly was a, a historical moment to be a part of. So I wanted to go and take it all in as much as I could. What what happened? I mean, once once the, the Queen passed you by and the rest of the crowd, I mean, and, and the funeral began, was it sort of that's it or, or or is it going to be a full day? I mean, like you say, there was speakers set up and things like that. So mm-hmm. it's not over, right? No, so people are still streaming the funeral live because she is at Windsor now. Yep. Um, so people in London are watching what's happening in Windsor. So even we, like all the shops are closed, underground parts of the underground are closed. And so the city kind of is at a standstill right now almost, it seems. Yeah, I can imagine it, the entire city <laughs> grinding to a halt. Uh, Ireland, yeah. thank you so much for your time. I really appreciate you joining us today. Let's do this. We haven't done this in a little while, actually. Let's do the gas price roundup around the province of Alberta. Darcy sends me a text uh, I just saw for one thirty three nine in Calgary. Okay. Uh, yesterday, I saw at the Costco uh, one twenty three nine. Um, I think uh, the other stations were closer to one twenty seven nine, and some were still hanging around at one thirty something. So a little all over the map, but apparently it got really cheap. Some places in Red Deer. So let's see if we can't find out what's going on. Let us know what you've seen as you're driving around Alberta this morning. I'm going to chat with Dan McTagg now, who is the president of Canadians for Affordable Energy, and see if we can figure it out. Hi, Dan. Thanks for joining us. Oh, good to be here, Shay. Thanks for having me. Okay, let's start with where should a liter of gas be priced in Alberta right now? What's the cost? What would you expect to see if everything you know played out the way it typically does? Well, look, uh, wholesale price for gasoline is about a buck one, buck two. Your taxes, uh, all federal, um, works out to uh, ten plus eleven point zero five. That's the excise taxes, the carbon tax, and your GST on top of that, another five. So, roughly about a dollar twenty-six is what uh, the break-even is for a lot of gas stations, unless they have a great relationship with their uh, with their. Uh, supplier or, or they have another means in which to offset the loss but you're seeing 122.9 that's below cost yeah. uh the difference yeah go ahead i saw 123.9 at the cost but i just got a text from uh a listener saying it's one six this is rob saying it's 116.9 at the centex in red deer that's right now this morning 116.9 yep. uh they've been yep. pretty low in some parts of red deer for a while now yeah they have it's a gas war uh, shane there's no doubt about it that uh, obviously there's a lot of supply out there or uh you know someone uh Someone wants to discipline someone else, and they've all decided to jump in on the uh, in the fray. And of course, uh, if it's costing those gas stations, uh, if they happen to be using what's called the Calgary rack versus Edmonton, they pay about two and a half cents a liter more. Uh, you can see it's a buck thirty now. So again, it really depends on what the wholesale price is. A lot of gas stations get the what's called the rack wholesale price. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Do you have a point of sale system you can trust or is it a real POS? You need Shopify for retail. From accepting payments to managing inventory, Shopify POS has everything you need to sell in person. Go to shopify.com slash system, all lowercase, to take your retail business to the next level today. That's shopify.com slash system. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture and China 
and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. Less a penny or two, maybe three, depending on their volumes. But anyway, you slice it. Best case scenario, you're buying your gas for 123 to 128. Uh, if someone's selling for 116.9, uh, well, listen, I guess they're getting a second mortgage on their home. So what's the deal then? Are they just caught up in the war and you got to beat the guy next? I mean, how, why would you want to sell your gas like you're saying? that That's not, you know, a little bit. That's seven, eight cents a liter below cost. It is. And it's likely that they're getting what's called dealer support. So the dealer is basically saying, whoever's supplying, look, we're in, we're in, we're in this thick. Um, you have to meet your competitor. We don't want to lose ground. We don't want to lose market share. So you have to match them. And if you're losing four or five cents a liter, we'll cover you. Now, you're not going to make any money, but you're not going to lose money either. You better hope that, of course, uh, you're selling lots of coffee and beef jerky inside the store because uh, you're not making money selling gasoline. How I mean, gas wars, I remember more often when I was a kid, but I like there's a station in my neighborhood in Edmonton that throughout this entire thing has been selling gas for two or three cents cheaper than everybody else. And they're lined up for miles, but nobody else has jumped in. Um, why? Wh- how does that happen where all of a sudden you see what happened in a place like Red Deer where everybody seemed to climb on board? You don't see that very often, Shane. But what is happening, of course, are some stations have a different way in which they can, you know, they can offer, uh, you know, price for a little bit less. In normal circumstances, gas stations have control over the last six to eight cents a litre. Of course, we saw exaggerations of the month yeah, of yeah. late June and July where it was 40 cents, but that's since changed. Beyond that, gas stations are really uh, at the mercy of uh, their competitor and their supplier. And if their competitor has a better means in which to get gasoline much cheaper, such as, for instance, membership cards, uh, or you buy a membership from them every year here, I'm, you know, no full disclosure, I have a Costco membership. I pay them a certain fee every year. Yeah. Um, they can't honor all my credit cards. So there's advantages and disadvantages, and some gas stations are saying, "Look, we can't meet the, you know, we can't match these folks. They have a different system. Uh, they're using gasoline to cross subsidize, uh, uh, you know, or it's basically a lost leader for them. Uh, we'll just let them everybody line up there, and sooner or later, people are going to realize, say, three cents a liter is it worth waiting 45 minutes in line? That's the question exactly. So Dan, I mean, we we've come down a long way from when you know we were flirting with that two dollar mark. I know they still are in some parts of the country, but here in Alberta, it's down to. I'm not going to say it's a good price, but it's a far cry better than it used to be. Um, what happened? Why Why did it? I mean, I know the price of oil's come down, but it's sort of bounced around. So why do you think we're saving, you know, in some cases, as much as 60, 65 cents a liter? Uh, there's a belief, at least by paper traders, financial traders, that there is a recession, uh, that we are not, uh, that it's going to be a severe recession, and that uh, every time you hear... News about uh, certain parts of the world shutting down or going into lockdown like China, or you hear the Fed is set to you know, increase interest rates in the United States here in Canada. All these things point to one simple, uh, and I think it happens to be a false one, uh, outcome, and that's uh, demand destruction. They're saying these right. prices at $2 a litre cause demand destruction. Frankly, it didn't, and it won't. But uh, we're heading towards a significant shake, you know, uh, correction. And I think it's to the upside, probably 20 to 30 cents a liter between now, sometime between now and Christmas. When that happens, I don't know. But I can tell you, uh, shale producers in the United States aren't producing. Uh, the OPEC nations are not producing. Russia is sending most of its stuff to uh, China and, uh, uh, and India and South Korea. Uh, so I, at the end of the day, I think we're still dealing with a fundamental critical shortage of fuel. 
uh, things like diesel, things like jet fuel, home heating fuel, and oil are all going to continue to exercise upward pressure on price. And uh, sooner or later, uh, paper traders, what I call the algorithms, the, uh, uh, the, the financial traders are going to have to wake up and smell the proverbial coffee. What did you, how much did you say between now and Christmas? 20 cents? We get 20 cents? to 30 cents, yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah. And that's, of course, assuming we see some uh, normality come back into uh, the pricing of fuel so that gas stations are charging 8 to 10 cents a liter for a retail margin rather than losing 5 or 6 cents. Gotcha, yeah. Hey, I got a ton of text here, Dan, and, and I'll admit, yeah. I, I don't know because I never buy diesel. Why is diesel so, ex- first of all, how expensive is diesel and why is it so expensive? So diesel is uh, really driving the market, um, much of it due to the fact that we're not producing enough and demand is high. And it is really the uh, the world's uh, proverbial workhorse when it comes to fuel. Uh, it's much higher. Uh, the the uh, uh, what's happening, of course, in uh, around the world prior to the pan, uh, prior to the invasion uh, was was serious. Uh, it's gotten worse by the fact that uh, Europe is now going to have to sh- switch away from natural gas it can't get to burning coal to burning oil to burning na- uh, diesel. And uh, we've seen in the eastern parts of the United States and Canada, refineries closed down. So on the diesel side, uh, it's really a, a harbinger. It's, it's showing that the world economy is strong, robust, wants to produce more, but can't simply because this product, diesel, or what we call the distillate family, uh, makes stuff like your heating oil. It makes stuff like your uh, your urea for your um, fertilizer. It's used for transportation, planes, trains, automobiles, everything you can imagine out there that moves is, of course, uh, including farming, mining, uh, really a, a trend-setting important uh, uh, product, and it's going to remain much higher, especially as you go through the winter period, because it's used uh, as a proxy for heating oil. So, guess get ready. If you don't like uh, what you're paying now, which is about thirty buck fifty, buck forty, buck sixty for diesel, it's going to go up. That will guarantee go up another thirty to thirty-five cents a liter here in Alberta, sometime between now and uh, January. Holy cow! So, uh, gas going up, diesel going up even more, and it's already higher. And gas goes up because diesel is going up. Uh, a lot of refineries are trying to take advantage of diesel. It's fallen lately, and I think, again, these are just head fakes. Uh, they don't address the fundamentals. That is, that demand continues to surge ahead of supply, and that makes, uh, well, scarcity is always a factor here. And it means uh, all fuel prices uh, will have to go up. I, I got to say this, though. I, I've seen this across North America and around the world. The, that the fact that oil can trade at eighty three bucks a barrel when it's in such high demand is nothing short of markets misreading and uh, perhaps as I mentioned earlier, going for the head fake. They think this is a recession. They're saying it's a recession. Demand destruction is out there. Nothing could be further from the truth. Uh, you know, they may be nervous about interest rates, but interest rates don't cause gasoline prices to go up or down. People need them at the end of the day, and the world wants a whole hell of a lot more uh, fossil fuels than at any point in the past, and will continue to do so in the foreseeable future. Hey, you mentioned the price getting down to like 83 bucks a barrel. We know the cutoff for the... Uh 13 cent a liter provincial tax here in Alberta is uh, 90. We start scaling it back 90. It goes away and you start paying the tax again. I haven't heard anything in the provincial government yet, but when you're talking about the increase between now and Christmas, are you, are you rolling that into it or would that be on top of it? Well, that would probably, uh, that's another factor. I'm saying this for the rest of the country, not just yeah. for Alberta, obviously, but yeah, I mean, 13 cents a liter and if it's done on a proportional basis, That'll probably mean we, if we hit 80 bucks a barrel. I don't see that happening, by the way, but some will say, yeah, that's going to happen. Uh, if that is the case, then, of course, you, you know, add three cents a liter to the price of gasoline. 
uh, if it's done on a, on a proportional basis. So 80 would be a six cent decrease. 90 would be the cutoff point. Uh, it really depends on what the formula is that the government has used right. uh, to do this. And I'm, I'm not familiar with that, but uh, to say, to say the least, I don't see a scenario unless we're talking truly about a global collapse in demand, which really means a depression uh, or a severe recession. Uh, I don't see how energy prices can do anything but go up, especially now as Europe enters uh, a very, very dark period, cold winter. Right. They actually don't have enough fuel to grow. Excellent. Um, Dan, as always, appreciate your insight. Thank you, sir. Uh, we talked a lot about the soaring cost of living, right? We know what's going on with inflation and, and all the rest, including a steady climb. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Window. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. That we have seen in the price of food over the last year or so. Uh, not surprisingly, that's putting a lot of people in some pretty tough positions, uh, maybe positions they haven't been in before. Food banks right across Alberta reporting huge demand. Red Deer, for example, has seen demand go up 60%. Um, University of Alberta Campus Food Bank in Edmonton seeing twice as many clients as they typically do. So obviously people feeling the effects of the high cost of living. So let's find out exactly what the situation is. We're going to chat now with Shauna Ogston, who is with the Calgary Food Bank. Shauna, thank you for joining us. Appreciate your time. Thank you so much for having me. Good morning. Just uh, describe the situation, what you're seeing at the Calgary Food Bank. I imagine it's very similar no matter where you are in the province. So just give us an on-the-ground report. How is it uh, for you operating the food bank right now? Well, unfortunately, business is booming at the Calgary Food Bank. We're probably one of the few businesses that say, geez, we wish we weren't so busy. But I mean, last July alone, or this just past July, we gave out over 9,000 emergency food hampers, and that represents 24,000 people that needed food in Calgary alone this past July. Wow. Uh, How does that compare with, say, the July before or five years ago? Well, the July before was 18,000 people with 7,300 hampers. And we've just seen a constant 30% increase year over year. Every month is busy. And with the cost of living, we're not surprised. No, exactly. You you can't be. Um, Has it been a steady build, Shauna? Or is it all of a sudden a spike, a surge that came along or has been slowly but surely it's been climbing and climbing and climbing? It's slowly but surely climbing, and really, if you look back for the last five years, you can see a spike, but we also know that the effects of the pandemic, the economic downturn beforehand, and what's going on with inflation and the cost of living right now, we just don't see this ending anytime soon. Yeah, I mean, I imagine you do a ton of work trying to figure out what's going to happen in six months and a year. What, what, what are you thinking? What are you looking at as you look down the road? 
Well, as we get into September through to the new year, this is the busiest time of year for the food bank. That's because a lot of people, their uh, seasonal employment has ended, the cost of going back to school and getting the kidlets ready, additional miles to feed during the Christmas season. Those things create a higher demand on food banks in Alberta as we go into the fall and winter months. And we know this trend from being in business for 40 years, and we know that with the cost of living the way it is, we anticipate constant increases. That's not what anybody wants to hear. Is there any way of knowing, you know, the people that are showing up? Are you seeing faces that you've never seen before? People that have never found themselves in need of help from the food bank suddenly starting to seek that out now? Yes, so many clients that are coming to us every day said they never thought they would be in a position. They're usually giving their time or their funds, and now they've used up all of their resources, their credit, their savings, their friends and family, and they're at a point where the only thing that they can cut from their budget is food, because you can't cut out fuel. You still need to get to your job. You, The cost of rent has increased 25% in Calgary over the summer. I mean, you've still got to pay those utilities and they're already saying that the cost of utilities for this winter is going to be high. So when food is the first thing and the only thing you can cut from your budget, how do you take care of that stress? And going to the food bank is something that a lot of people don't anticipate they have to do, but we're so glad we're able to do that for them. Yeah, no kidding. But I want to know how able are you? Of course, when we see times get tough and the cost of living get more expensive, I imagine it's a perfect storm for you because not only does demand go up, but donations go down because people can't give as much as they typically would. Are you seeing that or are people still coming through for you? People are still coming through. We just finished our citywide food drive on the weekend. We were down a little bit from last year, but we did receive over 450,000 pounds of food, non-perishable food items that we can get on those, make sure those shelves are stocked. But it's going out as fast as it's coming in. And I mean, we're so lucky that Calgarians and Albertans understand hunger, and we work closely with food industry, and they make sure that we get quality items. But it is a turnstile. We're getting as much out as we're yeah. able to get in. Yeah. Um, as you say, big food drive over the weekend. I got a text here saying the old food drive uh, this weekend. Watch for your bag. I know I did some work with some people here in Edmonton that they're doing a big mm-hmm. food drive here this weekend as well. So um, the drives are underway. How can people help? Is that the easiest way? You know, it's so easy with the citywide food drive that's going to be happening in Edmonton this weekend as well. You can simply put out a canned food item, something that's on their wish list. If you just go to the website, things like canned fruit, canned vegetables, canned meat, basics and core items that we can get into the hampers that are of quality, of course. You just leave it on your doorstep and then the volunteers come and pick up. But also, you know, we can leverage a dollar quite far in Alberta. Mm -hmm. So funds truly help because it's not only that we can purchase the food for the hamper items, perishables like meat and dairy, but it also makes sure that we can get the fuel in the trucks to get the food from food industry and get it to clients. And as we know, the need is absolutely immense. Shauna, thank you so much for your time today. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for listening today. To hear any of our other interviews, you can find them wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And if you like what you hear, don't forget to rate and review us.